My Uber driver gives me a dejected look in his rearview mirror. For the past ten minutes, we've barely moved. He points to the solid red line of congestion displayed on his map, covering the next two miles. The traffic along the river road is gridlocked. At this rate, it will take me over an hour to get from Richmond, through the village of St. Marnham, and on to my home in the London borough of Hadley. I look out at the late October evening, where darkness has descended. Probably quicker if I jump out here, I say. I can walk the rest of the way along the river. My driver raises the palms of his hands and shrugs. Hopefully you can pick up a fair going in the other direction, is my half-hearted apology, before I open the passenger side door and climb out. We will see, he calls wearily. I stand on the pathway and watch him turn his car in the road before he accelerates away from the West London traffic. The evening is cold and my warm breath lingers in the crisp air. I zip up my jacket and push my hands deep inside my pockets. Stepping down onto the embankment path, I feel the crunch of fallen leaves beneath my feet. The towpath leads into St. Marnham, before I have to cut across the playing fields on the north side of the village and on towards Hadley Common. My phone buzzes. Flicking open the screen, its light brings a brightness to the darkened pathway. The message is from Madeline Wilson, my boss at the nation's number one online news site. I've spent the last six hours with her at her home overlooking Richmond Park, finalising the script for a true crime podcast I'm due to begin recording in a week's time. Madeline is now messaging me with even more suggestions. That's Madeline all over. She's relentless, always ready with a stream of new ideas. Journalism is in her blood. Her passion inherited from her father, Sam, an old-school newspaper man. She'd never want to admit it, but I know her unwavering determination to be the first to uncover the best possible story comes from her dad. I guess I got the same from her. In the weeks approaching the podcast's recording, Madeline's support of me has been unflinching. Six months ago, with the help of a local police officer, PC Danny Cash, I unearthed the truth behind my mother's death and the brutal killing of my brother, Nick. Murdered when he was only 14, his death has held a morbid fascination for much of the country for almost a quarter of a century. It's Nick's story the podcast will tell. I was eight when my brother was killed, and the loss will stay with me until the day I die. For many years, it was simply impossible for me to comprehend. The horrifying nature of his murder meant my name, Ben Harper, became known both nationally and internationally, and for much of my life, I lived in shadow of his death and my family's grief. After my mother died from an apparent suicide, I knew my only way forward was by not looking back. But then, earlier this year, that changed, when new information came to light about my family's story. Once I finally discovered the truth, I wanted everyone else to know it too. I published the story for our news site, and it attracted global attention, as well as, much to Madeline's delight, record reader numbers. I know the release of the podcast will bring further painful attention to my family's story, but my overriding determination is for the truth to be known. Nick was my hero. 
and this is the only way I know to deliver justice for the life so brutally stolen from him. I still miss him, and my mum, every single day. St. Marnham is brightly lit by street lamps, but as soon as I reach the playing fields on the far side of the village, I find myself in darkness again. Picking my way along the path, I feel the chill rise into the soles of my feet. Through the darkness, I see flashing lights appear in the distance, and moments later I step aside as two cyclists race past me on their journey home at the end of the office week.